0: Your Pittsburgh Steelers were oh so close to pulling off their first ever 17-point fourth-quarter comeback. In fact, they got the lead in the end, but it just wasn't enough. But in this loss, you saw several answers to things that I think I've been pointing out all season long about the importance of certain players who were missing in this game. And you also saw how good Justin Herbert can be at times. But you also saw maybe... The return of Ben Roethlisberger to being a better quarterback. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We thank you for making uh, making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Steelers fans, I know it's a rough Monday, but I'm here to help you get through it. Let's get into it. You are locked on Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, YouTube. Like this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get all of our content as we host shows Monday through Friday, sometimes Sunday. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm not at home. I'm actually on the, on the go here because I'm going to be on WPXI's final word. If you have missed me on Channel 11 in Pittsburgh last night, you can go to, to WPXI.com to, to find the video or go to DKPittsburghSports.com, both places where you can find me on with uh, former Steelers front office uh, 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 director of personnel, Doug Whaley, who's been on this show, um, as well as um, you know, as a, we, have, we have a great cast, as, as well as Doran Dickerson, former NFL tight end and Pitt tight end. Um on the show but beyond that let's talk about this game um it was it, it is a tough loss to swallow for sure there are the Steelers aren't going to take moral victories Mike Tomlin expressed that afterwards he's extremely disappointed that they did not come up with this win because they found some crazy ways to get into this game this was one of those games that you almost stole away from a team that should have beaten the Steelers and then this is why I picked the Chargers to win when on, on the Friday show when I was talking with Jenna Harner just the weaknesses the Steelers had in this game when we knew Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't going to come back when we knew TJ Watt wasn't going to play we knew Joe Hayden wasn't going to play you know even if even with Ben coming back I was like I just don't see this being anything Justin Herbert is a good quarterback he's got good weapons he's going to eventually figure you out and find ways to make plays you would need a lot of ridiculous plays to go your way and you would need to play mistake free football they got the ridiculous plays. Miles Killibrew with a heck of a blocked punt that set up a Steelers touchdown shortly after. Cam Hayward knocking the ball up in the air with his with his helmet, and then Cam Sutton with a remarkable diving interception to keep the Steelers in the game. This, there was a lot of really good effort in this game, but you just saw the realities. The Steelers were heavily undermanned, and it was costing them. Uh, on the last touchdown of the game, Justin Herbert hits Mike Williams for for a long play. It was a busted coverage where Cam Sutton was trying to do a little too much in the play. But again, Cam Sutton, he had been your hero for most of the game. Him, him making one mistake, I'm not going to hang him out to dry and say, oh, he was, you know, he was the sole reason you lost that game. I'm going to point out this was a defense that knew they were up against it they were giving up lots of they gave up 41 points in this game. Uh it was it was going to be a tall task. However, you saw it um I think it's remarkable that with a 7th round rookie free safety Trey Norwood, they didn't get beat over the top ridiculously and consistent consistently by this Chargers offense. Um but you again, you just see all the weaknesses poke out from everywhere. I thought James Pierre fought hard. I thought Cam Sutton fought hard. Um, I thought Cam Hayward is Cam Hayward all the time. That man, um, can run for president is for all I care. He is a beast, he is a baller, he is Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler. Um, he, he personifies everything you want in a football player. Um, but you know you saw when push came to shove they picked on devin bush and i'm going to get to devin bush later because you got, if you guys have been watching the show you know i've been a person that said be patient with devin bush this was a rough game for him but i'm again i'm going to get to him in a little bit here on the podcast uh but then also you see on the offensive line kevin dodson was out but you, you, you saw jc hansen go in there just try to hang on and then eventually he gets hurt and then in, in the final drive of the game joe Haig just gets bowled over twice uh, for two sacks that basically killed the Steelers on their final drive with any hopes of pulling off a comeback touchdown drive to finish the game. Um, yes, this is a depressing loss because now you're five four and one. Yeah, you, you had you were five and three uh, just two weeks ago with a chance to take first place in the AFC in the AFC North. If a couple bounces go your way, you're probably sitting here at seven and three and feeling really good about your season. But here you are at five four and one not feeling too good about this not in last place but certainly not where you want to be now looking at this game if you're going to take away positives one thing may be that ben roethlisberger was able to throw the ball yes the Chargers' defense is not good um but the fact that he was throwing the ball over the middle the fact that he was finding rhythm chase claypool was getting into it deontay johnson spectacular touchdown catch spectacular catch down the sideline for him pat frymouth caught some passes those were all good signs they found ways to move the ball and they didn't have a run game th- this week um but that's a positive to take away but it's it's what i brought up uh it's what i brought up uh, last week at some point you can say next man up all you want you can use that as a hype up slogan or anything like that but if you but if you keep losing players left and right eventually you're going to be undermanned eventually healthier NFL teams are going to beat you. They're going to they're going to find ways to beat those guys. It's remarkable that the Steelers hung in this game. Um, you know, there were there were a lot of different ways I thought this was over when the Chargers went up, I think it was what 27-10. Uh, you know, and uh, or, you know, it was it was really 24-10 when Austin Ekeler scored on the touchdown coming out of the of the second half. I thought that the Steelers best hope was to get a turnover there. They, then they held held him to a field goal, then they get two t- they get a, t- a field goal and a touchdown to respond to that um they give up a touchdown one thing for sure the steelers run defense just it can't hold up unless it has all their players in there right now tj watt not being in there hurt uh hurt, hurt obviously but you know just not having stefan to it and tyson olulu um it's just it's making it's it's making it that much harder for guys to come up and make plays they allowed justin herbert to rush for 90 yards we're gonna get to that in just a bit here um and talking about the problems there Um, uh, but also austin eckler 11 carries, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Not a dominating rushing performance from Eckler, but a a, a situationally killing one when he can run in the red zone and get you two touchdowns in that that fashion. So definitely problems there. The Steelers have a lot to address when it comes to gap integrity when containing Justin Herbert, nine carries, 90 yards. I mean, there's just so many times you saw his legs kill you. And and a lot of times, though, it wasn't that – you know, he dodged a man and then and then, and then broke contain. It was just the Steelers weren't able to weren't keeping contain on plenty of those plays. And you saw Cam Hayward on one of them track Justin Herbert down uh, like 40 yards downfield and bring him down for a huge tackle. Um, You know, but that's the effort that he's kind of putting out there, because eventually when you're putting out Henry Mondo and all these other guys, Derek Tuxa and all these other guys on, on the defensive front, you're going to start to get beat there as much as you can preach, you know, playing disciplined football. They're going to make those mistakes. That's just a reality. Justin Herbert's a heck of a quarterback. We knew that going into this game. This is again why I picked them, picked the Steelers to lose this game. Just thought there were too many things up against them. But again, they found ways to creep into this game. And this I think that that part is a testament to the fact that the Steelers they they do have the core that doesn't give up in the game you know like Tyler Boyd said you know, the Bengals receivers said the Steelers gave up early in the season and you know people were talking about is this Steelers team a team that gives up this was a team that could have given up but, you know if you were sitting there you're like man you know Ben just got back he didn't practice for two weeks you know, we're missing Minko, we're missing TJ, we're missing all these guys, missing Joe Hayden, all these guys. It's fine if we lose this week. They didn't say that. They went out there and they fought and they erased. They even took the lead back after being down by 17 points in the fourth quarter. Just couldn't hold on. I'm going to address some more of the problems in this team moving forward that can be addressed outside of just the injuries just in a minute here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. But first... I gotta tell you guys about our sponsors, Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and then you're watching your sports highlights on your phone, and then you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows. back here on the locked on Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter bringing you your daily dose of all things with the Pittsburgh Steelers we thank you for making us your first listen every day Steelers fans I know it's got to be tough you don't want to watch the sports shows because you're going to see them talking about your Steelers and asking all these questions you don't want to hear here asked. so this is where we're going to talk about the things to help you get through your tough Monday because this was so close to being a victory Monday just didn't work out that way for the Steelers but let's go into more today, into some of the things that would detail what went, went wrong in this game um for one the run defense was just non-existent when they needed to be existent you know it came to containing Herbert um it, it became a problem especially in the red zone when Austin Eckler started to get the ball Austin Eckler killed the Steelers really in this game six catches for 65 yards two receiving touchdowns had 50 uh, rushing yards with two rushing touchdowns that's four touchdowns in this game that's ridiculous but he's also a heck of a player he's why they he, he, it's why they they believed in him and they let Melvin Gordon go and you saw him beating Devin Bush a lot in this in this game. Now, if you've listened to me a lot this, this year, you know I've been one person. A lot of people say, oh, Devin Bush, he's finished. He's a bust. He's this and that. I still don't say he's a bust because I still say he's recovering from his ACL, but you saw how limited he was in this game when he wasn't able to keep up with Austin Eckler. Now, granted, Austin Eckler cooks almost most, well, pretty much all linebackers at some point. Maybe not uh Fred Warner or Bobby Wagner or those guys, but those are the elite of the elite, you know. Uh, you know, but he he gives a lot of linebackers problems, especially in, in single-man coverage, and Keith Butler had to come up with some crazy ideas to try and find ways to keep the defense even around in this game uh, because, that again, you're so shorthanded. The Steelers have lived this year by not having to blitz. Why? Because they had a front four they were confident in. You came into the season with Cam Hayward, Tyson Aloua TJ Watt, and Alex Highsmith with the hope that you get Stephon Tuitt back. With that front four, including Melvin Ingram to start, you didn't have to rush five. You just rushed your for you trust that they would win their matchups they were they were one of the they had they they were getting the, the some of the one of the best pressure rates all season long um but when you lose when you when you lose tyson olulu when you still don't got stefan to it when melvin ingram wants to go because he's he feels like he's not getting enough snaps and then tj Watt gets hurt you're all of a sudden down to alex highsmith and cam hayward Now i'll say this alex highsmith played his heart out in this game wasn't perfect but six tackles one and a half sacks you, you can't really complain about his effort in this game he he fought it he, he fought tooth and nail same thing for james pierre five tackles um so you know didn't have his best game overall but i thought he was out there sh- uh, struggling and fighting to give the Steelers a chance, and of course, can't say enough about Cam Hayward. Uh, a, a, a pass batted into the air that wound up to be an interception. Um, two tackles. He was fighting every way, he, every which way he can to be a contributor for this defense. Um, you know those guys deserve credit there. But this is what happens when most of your stars are gone on defense. This team was built around having an elite defense. You can't be elite when you're when most of your elite players are gone. Make if Fitzpatrick. I said this all season long. And um, I, I want to give a shout out. Uh, I believe it was Clint Fritz. I just, I don't want to get this wrong here. Uh, so I'm scrolling through my, I'm, I'm scrolling through my, uh, my my Twitter feed here. Yes, it was, oh, no, Clint Novak, excuse me, Clint, Clint, Clint Novak. It was Clint Novak who tweeted out, you know, people are seeing maybe why Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't had the splash plays this year. And I I've pointed this out on this podcast multiple times this year. I pointed out in the Lolly Carter Steelers podcast, at DKPittsburghSports.com. I pointed it out in my Carter's Classroom film column. This was why Mankin Fitzpatrick hasn't been the splash playmaker this year is because he's been covering up so many other parts of the defense that had problems with it, whether it was Arthur Mallett in the slot, whether it was helping cover the middle of the field, whether it was helping James Pierre when he had to first be out there, anything along those lines, he's been saying, hey, instead of being just the center field playmaker X-factor guy, he's got to make sure that, hey, this guy, if this guy gets beat, I'm protecting to make sure that the, this play keeps bottled in. I thought Trey Norwood fought really hard I thought he did a good job for the most of the game keeping the plays contained he actually had seven tackles in this game it was the second most behind Cam Sutton but you just saw eventually the communication breakdowns at the wrong times especially on that last touchdown where Cam Sutton looked like he was trying to jump something else gave up his spot in the defense and everything fell apart Minka Fitzpatrick's out there maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to do that because he knows he's got Minka behind him so lots of different issues there but when you look at Justin Herbert running the ball for 90 yards here, which was he was the leading rusher for the Chargers. He was the leading rusher in the game, period. Um, you know, when you look at those plays and you think back, man, um, Justin Herbert, how did he get loose? It's because the Steelers were trying different rushes. And they were getting they they were getting picked up or when they got picked up, he was able to bounce out. And that's what that's the benefit of an athletic quarterback. Um, I was actually watching the game with Doug Whaley, who's a a former Steelers personnel director, former GM of the Bills. We've had him on this show multiple times now. Um, But we were talking about the game and he said, you know, this was why he said Mike Tomlin's wanted always wanted a mobile quarterback because he's wanted a guy who could take advantage of these problems and you see what it does for you when you have a guy that can do that. Justin Herbert, you know, had a pretty good passing game, but whenever the Steelers did have coverage, he was able to, to, to run with his feet and extend plays. It crushed the Steelers. And again, in, in plenty of games against Josh Allen, against Lamar Jackson in the past, we've seen this team bottle up running quarterbacks because they had T.J. Watt, they had Cam Hayward, they had Stephon Tewitt, they had Alex Highsmith, and then they could even throw again, a guy behind them and say, hey, we're so confident with these guys, you all you have to do is really spire, just cover the underneath passes but when you're missing most of those guys you're not going to be able to maintain gap integrity as well and that's what happened justin herbert kept hitting him and credit to the chargers they fought their butts off to get in this game austin eckler a phenomenal game um keenan allen a great game with 112 yards um you know through through, through the air um really good j- job and again justin herbert he's going to be a problem this in this in this league for a long time also the chargers with the worst rushing defense in in the league uh didn't yeah, yo, they, they limited Najee Harris to 12 carries for 39 yards. Now, granted, I got to talk about Matt Canada Because, and, and this was this was eventually where I was going to, because I wanted to address all these other things of what went wrong for the, with the Steelers in this game. But the decision, when they have the ball in the red zone in the second half, and they throw three straight times, after last week you threw three straight times and it didn't work, it just baffled me. You have Najee Harris, and there was at one point they tried a jet sweep to chase Claypool, and you see Ben Roethlisberger just look to the sideline and just shrug, like "What do you want me to do?" I felt for Ben. I feel for Najee. I asked Najee Harris last Thursday, you know, what do you guys need to do better in the red zone? He just said, "Run the ball." And you saw when he on that drive, uh, it was they went to fourth down. Uh, they got the they got the defensive pass interference on Chase Claypool. First handoff they give to Najee Harris. He goes over the top, touchdown. I don't get what Matt what Matt Canada's doing with that play call. I don't understand it at all. And you saw after you know throughout the game, eventually the passing game opened up, and the Steelers were just able to do what they needed to do uh to get points throughout most of the game. But it's baffling to me. And something has to be done. When they get down to the red zone, stop being cute. Bring out Zach Banner. Bring out double tight end, triple tight end if you got to, but use Najee Harris. You drafted him first in the first round for a reason. I said it last week that Matt Canada was being too cute. Again, he doesn't seem to be learning his lessons, and it's driving me nuts. And I'm sitting here thinking, and I, everyone's thinking, it. I mean, like everyone was tweeting out, was like what a novel concept, running Najee Harris in the red zone. Great idea. You know, I'm not one to jump all over coaches in most sports because I just I I always think that there's, you know it's too it's you know it's I've I've seen too many times in my life where coaches have been blamed for things that weren't their fault. They get fired and then the problems remain and then everyone's looking at the next coach. Oh, it's your fault. And it's like no, this there was an organizational problem or this player just couldn't do this or there was there's a lot of other factors here. A lot of coaches take a lot of fall from play, people that just want to blame the sky because you know the sky is not blue at the at, at that point in time and they needed it to be blue and that's one of my biggest problems with you know just blame the coaches blindly but there are times when there are concrete tangible problems and not giving it to your playmaker is a tangible problem and I'm telling you right now if the Steelers don't figure that out that's a, that that's going to be an issue for quite some time now part of it also Kendry Green was getting his butt whooped in the hole again. He's really good when he goes out and blocks in space on the on the on the on the tight end screen pass to Pat Fryermouth. Did a great job leaking out, getting his guy, sealing him, pushing him, blocking him. He's really good at doing that. But if you ask him to block at the point of attack, he's just not getting it done. And maybe that's why he feels not so confident about running it up the middle with Najee Harris. But again, you trust Najee Harris to make it not matter. Of all the things that were most frustrating with this game, I think it was that part of it that just they couldn't – He, they, there they were just these confounding just decisions on offense to try and do things to be cute and have a trick play here and a trick play there. Trick plays are cool now and then. But, again, you have to have a bread and butter. You have to have plays that you know you can go to and I can get four yards, five yards, eight yards, ten yards. These are our go-to plays, and I d- don't think the Steelers have had that this season. Now, maybe they found some pass plays to Deontay Johnson because I thought he had a phenomenal game. Seven catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Maybe they found some things with him to become their bread and butter. But they need more than that. They absolutely do. Now, I got more to talk about here. I want to talk about some of the guys that didn't, you know, about moving forward. Where are the Steelers? Where are the tangible things that you can actually say, okay, how do the Steelers Bounce back from this? Can they bounce back from this? We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, gotta tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. But a Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, more than experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low cost. Low calorie, low, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein, and all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious because they have so many flavors. You have coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And guess what? This month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website early and often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, and use promo code LOCK15 to get fifteen percent off your next order. Again, that's promo code locked 15 for fifteen percent off at Built.com. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. That's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word. It's not just football though. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and bet online where we're stuffed with deals on this Thanksgiving now now that we've paid the bills there let's keep it rolling here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast now oftentimes after a loss I'll always try to find okay where's the things that you could tangibly touch on but I said I would do this and I got to do this more I, I got to do this uh um before, before I get to that I said I'd talk about Devin Bush and I did skip him in that last segment because there were so many other things to talk about. But Devin Bush, he has to find something to hold on to. He has to find something that he's going to say, hey, you know what? I may not be good at doing this back here. I may not be good at, do- at at shedding this block over here. But I'm going to commit to something that makes me a better linebacker this year. And it seems like he is in a daze and he is confused. And I I've, and I've said it before, I don't think he's a bust just yet. We saw Bud Dupree have his rough days for sure. And people told me for years that when I was defending him, oh, Chris, you're crazy. Bud Dupree's not good. And then all of a sudden when he's leaving, oh, we love Bud Dupree. I, I feel similarly about about Devin Bush. But granted, Devin Bush has different problems, torn ACL that he's still definitely not 100% back from. But also he's getting crushed by offensive linemen who are just coming through the hole almost every play and getting to him at the second level. And that's made him, I think, gunshot. But that's where I have my biggest problem with Devin Bush is that you cannot be gunshot. You have to go in with your, with your head up. You have to go in fighting every single play. Cam Hayward gets gets double teamed a lot. You don't ever see him gunshot. Granted, tough standard being held to Cam Hayward. But, hey, the standard is the standard with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to more Devin Bush as the week goes on. We're going to have a lot of time to break down film about this game. Uh, I'm here late. Sunday night going into Monday morning uh double PXI, waiting to film the final word with Doran Dickerson and Doug Whaley um, on channel 11. Um, so that's why you see me not in my house right now. And it, kind of at my, my on the go studio that I've set up here um, that I kind of just post up wherever I go somewhere. But again, things to hold on to one. I really like the effort from several players that needed to step up. Cam Sutton, even though he got beat at the end there, I mean, the fight that he had, he had some really tough tackles. He was firing up the team. He was like, he, he would hit a guy really hard, and you could see him look to the sideline and say, Let's go, follow me. That's the kind of stuff you want in guys when you need somebody to step up. And then him snagging that interception when, when Cam tipped it up so high, you saw him flying in there, and then he takes a shot to the head. I mean, and, and I'll say this too the referees, you know they were they, they weren't as bad as they have been but naji harris getting an elbow to the face while he's defend defenseless and no call being made was so bizarre and then cam sutton goes to the ground he's on the ground he's defenseless, can't protect himself and a chargers player dives head first at him hitting his helmet on the back of his just both of those plays not being called for uh for you know for head-to-head hits don't understand why but i digress cam sutton even though he got beat at the end there I I think, you know, his effort and what you saw him contributing there was a good sign moving forward. I thought Alex Highsmith's contributions were a good sign moving forward. He had a big sack in the fourth quarter that helped turn the tide in the favor of the Steelers. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, of course. But I think, again, you see players like him, players like Trey Norwood. You didn't see Trey Norwood getting beat terribly out there. There were times he was out of position a little bit, but he wasn't, you know, we've seen bad safeties over the years. We saw, who was that guy that they brought from that eventually went to the Browns? I forget his name now, but he was there in like 2017, I want to say. They signed him for a year. He was from the Packers. I forget his name. That's how bad he was. He he wasn't beat like that. And again, seventh-round rookie, I think that he held his own out there. James Pierre fought hard. I thought Terrell Edmonds got beat a couple times, but he still fought hard. Cam Hayward, you can't say enough, enough about him. But, man, Ben Roethlisberger, if you can get this Ben Roethlisberger, the you know for the rest of the season if something woke up with him in his two weeks off because of covid19 that could be huge for turning the season around if they can get tj watt back healthy if they can get minka fitzpatrick back off of covid if they can get joe hayden healthy get those three guys back get the defense back to playing the way it was through most of the season and if ben can play at this level and maybe figure some things out to get naji back involved this steelers team has a chance but if they're as hurt up as they were on Sunday Night Football, you're going to see a lot of games like this where they're going to be scraping and having to come up with blocked punts and tipped interceptions and all these other crazy ways to get back in games and probably come up short in them. But still, I still say this team has a has, has a chance to fight it out and get their way to the playoffs in this in this season. As of right now. After this game, they are officially the eighth seed in the NFL playoffs. So they're just outside looking in at 5-4-1. But they have plenty of time to recover. But they do have serious challenges coming up, starting with the Bengals in Cincinnati next week. We break down more for your Pittsburgh Steelers as the week goes on. I'm Chris Carter here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching, whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. We appreciate all of our listeners and all of our viewers because you all really help out the show. And if you want to help out the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a positive comment. When you do both at the same time, you get you, you help us out. We also give you a shout out. We have given we give this shout out to Miss Teens, who gave us a five-star review last week. We said we were gonna get because we got we still got one more five-star review that that that's here. That we want to read out we'll do that tomorrow because we want to do one at a time But miss teens says chris carter's analysis of the pittsburgh steelers football is well balanced and drama free he's fun to listen to knowledgeable and informative a great daily listen thank you so much miss teens for your five-star review if you want to get your shout out please leave me a five-star review on apple Podcasts. it really helps out the show we got another one coming tomorrow on the show hopefully we'll have time to get tony serino on the show for a tony tuesday we've had some t- tough times getting everything orchestrated there but again we hope that we're able to get that done uh so stay tuned we got a lot more coming your way hang in there Steelers fans I know it's a tough Monday but your team did fight hard and there is hope that maybe there'll be a way to salvage the season Chris Carter follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques be back in your on your screens and in your ears very soon